the third and outside the very first episode here, ladies and gentlemen, sports fans abound. I am your host, Wes, joined for the first time and for the rest of the time in studio. Well, the rest of the time he'll be in Hawaii, my co-host, Eric. Good morning. Good morning, or good afternoon, whatever time it may be <laughs> when you're listening to this. Global Central Time Zone. <laughs> Oh, uh, what we are is we're just a sports podcast talking in just a basically a sports bar style. We just give our opinion, and sometimes we have the facts, sometimes we don't. We do apologize, but you're more than welcome to join in if this is the first time you're listening. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, Third and Outside, and I'll be posting all the topics in through there. So, with that being said, let's get right down to business. First thing up, Lions win on the road in Tampa Bay at court, of course, in overtime, but it's still a yeah. win. They break the 20, let's see, what was it, 26 game road loss streak. Extremely the, long. Extremely long. Streak. It was like 08, I think, the last time they won. Record breaking. Lost streak. <laughs> so, with that out of the way, and then they won actually in the division for the first time in uh, 19, what was it, nine, 19 games or something like that as well. So, with that over, Eric, what do you think? The Lions, do they have a better future now that all the streaks are gone? Are they getting enough talent, do you think, in there? Because, I mean, come on, the Lions, they've been bad for, what, six years now? Yeah, a long time. Well, I think it's early to say. Uh, time will tell. This game against Miami will be a big one. Miami's a seven and seven team, so that's a great test for a team that's four and six or four and seven, whatever. They're the they're uh, four and ten. Four and ten, yeah. But even worse, but. Yeah. They've gotten better, and you're right with the Miami team. That Miami team, but see now the question is: Is that on the road, Miami, or at home, Miami? Yeah. You ha- you had the paper. Which one is it? Oh, it's a, it's at Miami. It's at on Miami. The road. So if they got two road wins in a row, wow. They will that might actually happen because Miami's a bad team at home this year. They're great on the road, but at home I think they've only got one or two wins. So, it is a great chance there for Detroit and I agree with you. You've gotten Dominican Sue there on the defensive line with Vandebosch. That defensive line's looking very nice. Probably the best defensive line they've had in years. Probably the yeah. best package of players they've got is that defensive line the offensive line's looking a little better uh if you can keep Stafford healthy next year it'll be nice uh Stafford's playing well now um but of course he's injured now so he's probably out uh you've got get another receiver I think to go on the opposite side from um John uh Chris Johnson no not Chris Johnson (laughs) Calvin Johnson there we go Johnson the other Johnson Calvin Johnson get a receiver on his side maybe get some better uh DBs back there in the corner position. And I think this Lions team not going to can make a big noise in the playoffs, but could contend next year if they get some talent. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you know, their defense is strong. Hopefully the tightening up on defenses doesn't hurt the Lions. Um, I know Dynamic and Sue got that big penalty for what to me looked like a push down. That was a push. I'm sorry, the NFL. You got that wrong there. You flagged the guy and then you penalize him. That was just a push to the back. Exactly. It was almost like a gentle push. It was like a big kid pushing a little kid down, <laughs> and he could have just fell on top of him to follow up with it, but he didn't. He just he just put he, him down. So hopefully the NFL doesn't hurt these strong defenses because I think you're right. The Lions defense is something that can help them next year. 
But, you know, the NFL just wants to beat defenses up now. They want to penalize everybody for everything they do. Well, they want to protect the quarterback in the sense, but at the same time, they're putting kids' gloves on these quarter on these defensive uh, players and these, these quarterbacks. I mean, of course, they're whining. Cutler's yeah. the worst. Every little thing. See, in that Lions game and then the other night in Minnesota, he got hit once or twice and kind of came up with his hands up like, come on. And he only got hit, like, quite a not even a handful i can count on my hand how many times he got hit that's how bad that game was yeah but they're just kid gloving but different story for a different day we'll save that for <laughs> a different show where i can go off but so your final verdict lions next year i'd be happy if they went 500 next year 500 so eight and eight hmm. i can see that happening it gets like i said they get some offensive help there and stafford of course if he stays healthy you've got it yeah and with the parody in the nfl now an eight and eight team possibly could make the playoffs oh <laughs> that's another story we'll get to here and with that being said we'll move right along to the uh, nfl playoff picture and eric just said an eight and eight team making the playoffs what do you think eric about a seven and nine team making the playoffs yeah, it's a competitive league, and uh, there's a lot of good teams everywhere. So a 7-9 team making the playoffs, that's, you know, to me, as a fan of the NFL, I like to see that because then you have, you know, people that are Lions fans like myself or whatever team that you've been a fan for for years that's been a losing team suddenly has a chance. And uh, that's a great thing in my mind for you know, anybody can get beat. The Patriots can get beat. Uh, didn't New Orleans lose this week? New Orleans lost. Lost uh, last week? They lost last week. They've also lost to the Browns. Now, the team I'm talking about, the 7-9 and team, is the NFC West. Is it just a jumble mess? And if we take a look at it right here, let me... Uh, I had it pulled up, but now I don't. Ha-ha! Oh, fail on my part. The NFC West looks like this. You've got St. Louis at 6-8. and eight. Seattle, 6-8. and eight. San Fran still in it at 5-9. and nine. Arizona, of course, out of it at 4-10. and 10. But Seattle and St. Louis got two good hard games coming up. Either they could lose both of them, and somebody has to win that division. So you're either looking at a... Uh, Six and ten team making the playoffs, or seven and nine team look making the playoffs. That could be get scary. Now, granted, St. Louis is, I think, as a building team, they've got a good quarterback there in Bradford, but <laughs> just a seven and nine team. What? what? <laughs> yeah, it for the team itself, that's got to feel good uh, because they can carry that into the next season. Ah, we made the playoffs. We were only seven and nine, but. We're the strongest team in our division, so you know. You, I would think coaches would use that as a uh, incentive or a motivational factor. Um, you know, like a team like St. Louis that's building and well, uh, rebuilding. Well, they're rebuilding and they're rebuilding good out there. They've got some good players on defense. They've got Bradford, who's just been for rookie quarterbacks pretty good. He's actually joined the, an elite club of Dan Marino and Jim. Wait, not Jim Kelly. I forget who the other quarterback is, but Dan Marino, for a rookie quarterback throwing 3,000-plus yards, he's already done that in St. Louis. So he's got a bright future as long as he stays healthy. And everybody, when he came into the NFL, was worried about that uh, shoulder from Oklahoma. It worked out perfectly fine. <clears throat> so 
But that division is something to watch for sure. My pick actually coming out of that whole thing is I think actually St. Louis will make it uh, probably 7-9. If they make it at 8-8, eight eight, I'll be surprised. I don't think Seattle has a uh, – who's St. Louis got this week? San Francisco. San Francisco? That's a win. Yep. <laughs> at, at St. Louis. At St. Louis. That's probably a win because San Fran, you never know what you're going to get with them. One minute they're good, one minute they're bad. And for a team that was supposed to win this division and win it handily with 10 wins, they've just fallen flat on their face. Yeah, I thought they started the season pretty good, didn't they? Uh-uh. Oh, okay, maybe that was last year. That was last year. They were 3 or 4-0 and oh to start, and then they kind of took a... They kind of took a nosedive. This yeah. year they kind of started out flat, and they haven't really recovered. And uh, it's not looking good there in San Fran. Okay, the other stuff we got going on, the Chicago Bears have already clinched the AFC-NFC North division. Um, so that one is becoming interesting there. So let me pull this back up what I had. <laughs> um, but you've got these other teams. you got New England and Atlanta, both 12th and 2. Great, great teams. Um, just... You don't you don't know what's going to happen there, uh, with the rest of the division. So you've got, like I said, New England's projected to go 14 and two, be the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, same thing with Atlanta. Probably they're predicted to win the next two games, be the first seed. Then you got that number two seed. It looks like it's going to be Pittsburgh. They could end up 12 and four, win their division. Baltimore's right in there in it. They're going to make the playoffs at 12 and 4, but since Pittsburgh has beaten Baltimore, they've got the tiebreaker. They'll get the higher seed. Uh, let's see here. You got Philly ending up 12 and 4, winning their division uh, with their win over the Giants this past uh, Sunday, which was a great game, by the way. Yeah, it was. That was a great finish. Unfortunately, not so down, great. Down 31 to 14 with seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they come back to win. And they win with no time left on the uh, Deshaun Jackson punt return. Yeah. Where my question is is where was the Giants' defense on that one? Well, <laughs> the punt returner, was, yeah, the defense wasn't there, but the punt returner took a, a huge hit. Uh, as far as he was supposed to kick it out of bounds at the end of the game, and, and he uh, just didn't do it. He, for some I reason. guess it was a high snap, and he had to pull it down and just do what he could with it. Kicked it up the middle. Uh, it was actually a muffed punt, and he picked it up and ran it back. Um, the, the punt returner dropped it. I don't know if you saw that. Bounced I saw a that. Times. It bounced a couple Ch- times in front of Deshaun before he picked it up, and then he just rumbled the rest of the way. Right. Kind of a disheartening loss there for the Giants, who have been trying all year to get this be consistent and pull it together. Now, granted, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're projected to make it at 11-6, and six, but still, this is a team that came in that was supposed to win the division, and Philly, you know, was supposed to finish second, and it's kind of flip-flopped. I mean, you, of course, no one predicted Michael Vick coming out of nowhere like he has and just putting up numbers like no other, but that's... That's going to be an interesting playoff scheme. Then you've got New Orleans, who will probably make it with the fifth seed at 11-5. and five. That's a big game today. I think it's today, New Orleans and Atlanta. New Orleans and Atlanta, I think, is today, yes, if I'm not mistaken. Of course, today we're recording on Thursday, the yeah. 23rd. So if you're listening to this afterwards, yeah, everything's predated. Uh, I'm actually picking, uh, if they've got Atlanta in that one, I'm actually going to pick Atlanta in that one. Is it in Atlanta? Uh, let me pull that up right now. Let's see here. We have got... New Orleans is coming off a loss. I think they've, they're going to come out mean. Regardless if it's in Atlanta. It's or at Atlanta, and Atlanta is the pick. Yeah. Does it show a spread? 
Uh, nope, not yet. I can pull it up real quick here. Um, yeah, I like to see Breeze bounce back. He's one of those guys that uh, he takes a loss well, kind of like Brady. Brady takes a loss, and he just comes back stronger. Actually, tonight's game is Carolina 2-12 and 12 against Pittsburgh 10-4. and 4. Pittsburgh, definitely. Carolina, that's just that's another disappointing team there. And John Fox, he's out after the uh, season's over. I yeah. mean, they're just terrible. You got Jimmy Clausen there. He's not effective. You can't get a quarterback that's effective there. The running game, Stewart and all that is just falling apart. And then Steve Smith there, the receiver, is basically the only thing going on. But when you can't get the ball to him, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, Steve Smith has <laughs> got to be part of the Atlanta play. is a seven-point favorite. Okay. Seven point. Yeah. I like to. I like New Orleans to cover that. We've also got a Christmas Day game of Dallas and Arizona. Five and nine Dallas at four and ten Arizona. That could be interesting. And that one, I'm going to pick. Hmm, I'm actually going to pick Dallas because they're playing better here of his late. I agree, but I'd like to see Arizona win, just because I'm kind of a Dallas hater. <laughs> and. Uh, who isn't a Dallas hater right now? They they've bounced. Dallas has bounced back a little bit, um, but they really turned me off to them with their, you know, they're all high paid and they have an individual attitude about them. Maybe not so much as late, but in the beginning of the season they did. All right, all right. We'll go back to the picks here in just a minute. I'm getting off track. <laughs> then the rest of the playoff wild card games look like this. You've got the six uh, six seed New York. Jets at 12 and 4 getting in to the surprising, surprisingly good, and probably going to win their division 11 and 5 projected final in the third seed, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, coming into this season, no one picked Kansas City to do as good as they've done, and they've just been, they've been great on defense. They've been pretty good on offense. I mean, sometimes they let you down, but. Matt Castle out there, former Brady backup, has just he's been good. He has been good. I cannot lie. He hasn't been Brady-esque or Manning-esque but he's been a great game changer and he makes the throws when they're needed out there. And the running back, Jamal Charles, <clears throat> who I have on my fantasy team. Sorry for clearing my throat, everybody. Who I have on my fantasy team has just been lights out lights out there in Kansas City and I kind of like it. <laughs> he got me 21 points this past week. <laughs> Put me in the championship game. Thank nice. you Kansas City. <laughs> then you've got Baltimore at 12 and 4 being the 5th seed going to the Indianapolis Colts at 10 and 6. They're predicting Indianapolis to beat Jacksonville for the division. And uh Jacksonville sitting out after having a chance against last week against Indianapolis. Beating Indianapolis, they would have won the division. And made the playoffs, and now it's all in Indianapolis's hands from here on out. So that's kind of scary there. <laughs> kind of sad, actually. Jacksonville, and people wonder why this team's considered overrated and everything else. Last week's game is why. You had a chance to hit them in the mouth, shut everybody up, beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis to win the division, and you just didn't do it. So that's your playoff picture. Uh, it sets up like this. I'm actually picking. I'll pick New England to come out of the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like New England. I, I don't see anybody else 
having the drive that they do right now. Uh, They're just on fire. Yeah, they really are. Um, it's a real test, I think, for Peyton Manning right now. If he can come out on top of this, I think it's almost his final test as a pressure quarterback, somebody that can perform under the conditions that he is right now. He's not they're not in the lead like they have been in the past. And they they got a lot of injuries there. Dallas Clark out. Um, yeah. uh, Reggie Wayne hasn't had the greatest season in the world. Collie. Collie's, well, Collie is out for the season. They yep. put him out. So he hasn't had the talent around him. I agree with you. He hasn't had the talent. So if he makes the playoffs and gets to maybe the divisional game or maybe even the conference game, New England is going to the conference game. Bookmark it right now, ladies and gentlemen. He's going. Yeah. Tom Brady, he's got one game to get there. And against these other teams, I think he's got it. Now, who he gets on the other side could be a little... If he's getting Pittsburgh on the other side, that could be a great AFC move there. Uh, and the NFC, uh, from of this stands and comes out the way it is, I'm actually going to pick... Oh, I'll pick Atlanta coming out. It's either going to be Atlanta or New Orleans coming out of the NFC. The NFC is just a really iffy conference this year. Yeah, that's the Monday night game. The Monday night game, you're right. Yeah, That's what it was, the Monday night game. Yeah, well, basically- Wouldn't that be cool if that's the precursor to the NFC championship game? So it- if either one of them lose, they can still make it to the playoffs, obviously, and then make it to the NFC championship game. That would only happen if Chicago was able to lose to New York which would give them to Atlanta in the division. If and that's possible. The Saints, would, Saints would have to beat New Orleans. The Jets seem to be on a little bit of a roll. Oh, I well. might take them. They're playing in Chicago. I might take the Jets to beat Chicago. Yeah, that's true. They could rest their starters last two games. They've got the division wrapped up. They're not going to get a one or a two seed, so I could see that happening. It's either going to go to Philly. Well, actually, no way. Chicago's still in it for... No, well, technically, they can still mean it for the second seed. First seed's going to Atlanta, definitely. I can see that one now. New York, the Jets for a little while there, they got a little stagnant. You know, their offense couldn't push, especially against the game against the Lions. You know, they had the Browns and the Lions, two teams that, if the Jets were as good as they say they were, should have blown these two teams out of the water. Yeah, and both teams were in it. Granted, they both still lost, but just both of them were in it to the very end. And that's that Jets team. Rex Ryan, I don't know what he's got going on there, but his coaches, it seems kind of like a mafia crowd there. It's all quiet and hush-hush, and when that uh, uh, that coach tripped the Miami player, yeah, they were all so quick to throw him under the wagon. They're not talking about <laughs> it. Like, they had no clue what going on. I'm sorry. If you're the head coach, and you do not know if he's strength coach, what your strength coach is doing on the sideline, <laughs> why are you a coach? Yeah. Why? It makes no sense to me whatsoever. So in New York, yeah, they could uh, they could possibly end up. They're probably going to be the uh, sixth seed at twelve and four, and that's really sad when the six seeds in the AFC is twelve and four. <laughs> there yeah, is, that should be a division leader type of uh, uh record. Yeah, but they are. But of course, they've lost to the tiebreakers. Going to go to New England. But, of course, New England's two games, two games ahead of them right now, so I don't see that catching up. So, all right, let's move on to predictions now that we've done the uh, playoffs. So they counteract. Uh, <laughs> sue us. <laughs> all right, we've already done. 
I picked Pittsburgh Thursday tonight against Carolina. Who you got? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh. We got the Steelers. We've got Dallas and Arizona. I'm picking Dallas. You said Dallas, but you want Arizona to win. Yeah, I think Dallas will win, though. So we move on to the Sunday games. We've got Tennessee, 6-8 and eight on the road in Kansas City, 9-5. and five. I'm going to pick Kansas City in this one because, they're, like I said, they're playing great. They're working hard there in Kansas City. They've got something going on there. I cannot remember the coach's name out there in Kansas City for the life of me. I can't either. But former New England guy, he's building a team out there like Bill, uh, as uh, the coach did there in New England. So I'm going to pick Kansas City in that one. I like the Chiefs as well. And Tennessee's been on kind of a slide ever since the whole Vince Young thing. And Vince Young, by the way, a little side note, he's out of Tennessee this year. The, the owner's not going to get rid of Jim Fisher. I'm sorry. If you get rid of Jim Fisher in Tennessee, uh, Bud Adams, you're a moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Baltimore, 10-4 and four on the road in at my Cleveland Browns at 5-9. and nine. I was kind of hoping the Browns would be better record this time. I was hoping they'd be 7 and seven sit coming into these last two games and end up seven and nine. Unfortunately, coming in against a strong Baltimore team, their defense strong up front. But when you get back in there, like New Orleans did, New Orleans, Drew Brees tore that secondary up in Baltimore. But uh, Colt McCoy starting, I don't think he's got the patience and the talent to tear it apart. So I'm picking Baltimore in that, though. If Cleveland wins. I'm going to be happy <laughs> and very happy on the next show. So I'm picking Baltimore in that one. Are they still calling it the dog pound? Yep, still got the dog pound there. Yeah, I'm going to take Cleveland in an upset. You're picking Cleveland in I'll an upset. Cleveland in the upset in the dog pound. In the dog pound. All right, I'm writing that down. Man, he's got more cojones than I do. I can't even pick my own team. I like Baltimore, but I think they got lucky last week, and I think they're a team that may be on a downward slide. You think so? They're in that division after losing the Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. I see that one. All right. I'll put you down for Cleveland. We have got, let's see here, New England at 12-2 and on the road in Buffalo in 4-10. and This Buffalo team started out 0-6. Really, really bad. Really, really bad. And they've been 4-4 and the rest of the way. Playing a lot better. They found their answer in Ryan Fitzgerald, their quarterback in Buffalo. I, I'm sorry. It's New England. <laughs> New yeah, England, I all the agree. way. Blowout. Uh, so, so we're both in New England there. Next one, San Fran at St. Louis, 9-5 and five and 6-8, and eight there, respectively. <sighs> you know, St. Louis, this whole division's been so hard to pick and think about. So I'm going to say San Fran, just because it's just this type of division. I say San Fran wins it. They pull back in. I pick San Fran, and they get back into the race there in the division. I'm going to take the Rams. All right. Hopefully they take advantage of the uh, their record and uh, close it. Because the, Ra- the Rams have the best record right now, don't they? The, in and, their division, they're the, tied with Seattle at, um, what is it here, 6-8. and eight. Right. They have to win their next two games to get the 500. We're going to have a 7-9 and nine team come out of that division. So, yeah. all right. Moving along, we've got Detroit on the road in Miami, 4-10. and 10. They're 1-6 in the road. Miami... Seven and seven, one and six at home. I actually am thinking Miami. They don't have anything to play for. Neither does Detroit, of course. But I think Detroit on the road. I'm calling right now. I'm saying it. Detroit gets back-to-back road wins. 
I agree. I think Detroit's going to get the back-to-back road win, and I think that's what Detroit has to play for. I think you're right. Miami doesn't have anything to play for, but I do think Detroit has something to play for. They Pride. really celebrated after that road win last week, and I think they want to follow it up again this week. And Jim Schwartz, see, we're based here in Michigan, so uh, Eric will be out in Hawaii, but I'm based here in Michigan, so I know everything lines. Jim Schwartz there, whether you want to believe it or not, he, he's a good coach. He needs to get a little bit more fire under in his belly, but he's a good coach. He's got these players playing good, so we both got Detroit in that one. We're moving on. Washington at 5-9 and nine on the road in Jacksonville, 8-6. and six. I say Jacksonville wins this one. Washington's just a mess. They benched Donovan McNabb for Rex Grossman, of all people. <laughs> Come on. Rex. Seriously? Rex Grossman for Donovan McNabb. You're losing your mind there in Washington. Uh, I'm picking Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville as well. Jacksonville. All right, we'll move along here. We've got the Jets, 10-4, and four, on the road against Chicago, 10-4. and four. Um, This one's going to be on CBS. I'm actually going to pick the... I'll pick the Bears. I'll pick the Bears in this one. I think, I don't know, that Jets team is just so hard to pick. One minute they're good, one minute they're not. So I'm going to pick the Bears. They are hard to pick. Uh, I am going with the Jets, though. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They've got a <laughs> thing going right now, and I think they're going to roll the next two or three games. And probably, you got two games left. Yeah, two games. <laughs> Thank you. And then... Uh, see what happens after that. Alrighty then. He's got the Jets. I got the Bears. I'm running these down all the way because if, I, if you get that Cleveland one, oh. <laughs> I'm going to be excited they won, but then I'm just going to have to look at you and say you have bigger cojones than me for picking them. Uh, we've got Houston 5-9 and nine on the road in Denver 3-11. and 11. That Denver team has just been a total dis- disappointment. They fired their coach. They started out looking good last year bombed started out looking like they were going to be good this year bombed Kyle Orton's out he's was having a great year and then for some reason he had arm strength velocity accuracy accuracy <laughs> pardon my language if you guys listen to me on my regular show you'll find out why but something in Denver is just not right and then now Tim Tebow's going to be starting this game as well he had a great game against Oakland I think he ran too much took too many hits that's a bad idea in the nfl for a quarterback to take all those hits but of course he's tim tebow he knows no other way i'm gonna pick houston in this one i like houston too uh denver is a mess one of the messiest situations in the nfl and uh yeah houston's got to take this game if houston doesn't take the game then you know they've really got to look at what's after going finishing on there. eight and eight last year. Yeah, at being picked to finish enough in to get to the playoffs this year, they started out great and they just have fallen apart there in Houston. But I think against Denver, it, it's got to be Houston. Then we've got Indianapolis at eight and six on the road against a seven and seven Oakland team. This Oakland team looks good, but they play inconsistent. They need to pull it together there in Oakland. They need to play as a team. Sometimes it's more about the oneself. You got Jason Campbell, who's been doing good out there. You got a great uh, backup in Brad Brad Gradkowski. He used to play three times. Brad Gradkowski. Brad Gradkowski. Gradkowski. (laughs) He used to play for uh, my hometown of the Toledo Rockets. And he was a great quarterback there. Honestly, I don't think he's gotten his fair shake in the NFL. When he's been in there for Oakland, the team's been better than when they were in with Campbell. But for some reason, Al Davis, 
Psycho has lost his mind, and he's just... <laughs> it's it's Al Davis as normal there, so I'm going to actually pick... I'll pick Indianapolis. I, I think it's going to be a close one. I think this might be the most closely contested game of the entire weekend. That's what I was just going to say. I think this is the the pick of the week, the tough one of the week. And uh, if Indianapolis loses, does it mean that Manning's not as good as everybody thinks? I mean, or do you blame it on Manning? Is it purely based on his performance against Oakland? Uh, if he throws two or three interceptions against the Oakland team and loses the game, is he not the, one of the top quarterbacks? in the NFL anymore because he isn't able to produce. Oh, he'll still be one of the top quarterbacks, and everyone's going to say, like me, I'm, and I'll be one of them. They've just had injuries this year. It's not Manning's fault. He's had injuries there in Indianapolis. Yeah. But, but with, with he, yeah, I mean, that's what separates pay, uh, Tom Brady, though. I mean, he, look at what he's had to go through and, the, and how many point. guys he throws to. That's just the comparison I'm making. Um but uh, I think the Colts will win it. I think Peyton Manning is a solid enough player to use because the pressure lies on him. Use what he's got and uh, make you know come up with the win. And if Oakland wins, you know more power to them. They, they that puts Jacksonville back in the chance for the division again. Yeah. So Jacksonville's picking Oakland there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're wearing their silver and black underneath their jerseys out there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I could see that that being the closest game but of course then we'll come back next week and it'll be a blowout so (laughs) (laughs) that will be the problem uh next one up san diego eight and six against the very very utterly disappointing three and eleven cincinnati failures i'm not even going to call them bungles it's just flat out failures you had terrell owens who is now out for the season uh you had chad johnson carson palmer and cedric benson there Four, four. Even though Carson Palmer's just been iffy his whole year, those four right there should have carried Cincinnati to a playoff berth, if not the division. And it's just been a mess, mess there in Cincinnati. I'm going to pick the Chargers. The Chargers are in the race for the division against Kansas City. They're not going to let off the break against this just really bad defensive Cincinnati unit. Yeah, Chargers all the way. Chargers all the way in that one. Cincinnati's done. T.O. Joe Show's done. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started on that joke. Oh, man, who? what idiot? What producer gave him that show? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> of course, it's also on Versus, so that makes sense. Uh, next one we've got lined up here is Seattle, 6-8 and eight on the road against the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 8-6. and six. Tampa Bay started the season out really good. Their coach, Morris, out there said, Raheem Morris said that they were the best team at the NFC. They would go 14-2 and two or whatever he said. He started bragging after the team started, uh, what was it, 7-1? and one? <laughs> Or something and 4 and something. It was early in the season. I don't remember, but he He's just got ahead of himself. He got really ahead of himself, and this Tampa Bay team has been inconsistent, to say the least, down the stretch here. So in this one, actually, I'm picking Seattle. I'm picking the Seahawks. I think Tampa Bay... It's just really inconsistent here, obviously. So I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm going to take Tampa Bay, uh, mostly because I think St. Louis is going to end up with the uh, division. Of, yeah, division, and I think part of that is Seattle's going to have to take a loss, right? So I'm thinking it's going to be against Tampa Bay. They're going to bounce back against the loss. Okay. 
Okay, lost his line. So there's another one we got split. We got five of those so far. The nine and five, very shocked and hopefully moving along New York Giants on the road in Green Bay in December, late December, the eight six Packers. Late December, they played in the, uh, oh man, I'm actually going to say the Packers need to win this one. Actually, the Packers need to win this one to stay in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they the really Giants, do. I'm going to pick the Packers in this one. I think they've got more to play for. The Giants are kind of already in that mindset. They're going to get in. You know, I think they'll take it easy. I think actually what's on their mind still, still, is because uh, Tom Coughlin is just not that kind of coach to get them motivated past that loss. Is that that lost the Philly last week? So I'm going to pick the Packers in this one. Yeah, I think Coughlin's going to end up throwing his clipboard into the into the stands this week. The Packers, I'm thinking the Packers are going to roll to like a. I don't think roll, but I think it it's going to be it's going to be them for sure. I think they're going to be in the lead for the most part and Giants trying to make a comeback. But I don't know, just Tom Coughlin there in New York. I think it might be time for him to be shown the door. And did the press conference. <laughs> Did you see that press conference that Eli was the only one there for? No, I didn't see it. So they're showing on ESPN, and I saw this. Eli Manning, after the Philly game, he's the only player there. No reporters are in there. Here's Eli with his thumb up his butt. Well, not up his butt, but in his pocket, all that, just waiting. He's Eli Manning. He's won a Super Bowl. He's standing there waiting for reporters to show up. One reporter with a backpack on, looking like he just came out of a college dorm room or sociology 101 or whatever it is, comes in there, sits down, not even ready. Eli walks up there and starts the press conference. Intern reporter. Yeah, exactly. Everybody was in the Philly locker room, and here's Eli. (laughs) Good for Eli for being there, though. That is true. I mean, Eli... Even though he started out with his old, I don't want to play for San Diego when he got drafted and all this stuff. Right. He's kind of become a bit more of a class player. Still not on the same lines as his brother Peyton. But Yeah, I have gained respect for Eli. You're right in the beginning when he didn't want to play for San, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to most people it's a dream just to get to that level. And here's a guy that doesn't want to play in the NFL for a team. Uh, but yeah, he's he's recovered. He's won a Super Bowl. So. He's won a Super Bowl. That is for sure. Against against the undefeated Patriots at that time. That was a Super Bowl. That probably the greatest ones of all time. There, I watched that game and I was just I picked. I actually, this is not me bragging. You, can, you know, I can get my wife on here and my, uh, my father-in-law. They will attest. I was the only one in the house to pick the Giants. Everyone's saying it's going to be New England. I said Giants just because at that time I hate. I hated, I hated New England. I kind of have more of a respect for them now because they're not buying all the talent like they were then, you know? Yeah. They kind of reminded me of the Yankees getting all this strong talent to come in there. Now they're not getting it, and they're playing with the players they've drafted. Yeah, they're winning with guys named Woodhead. Yeah, Woodhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now I have a little bit more respect for them. For them, though, I picked the Giants. If you don't believe me, send me your, your comments, and I'll get proof. Trust me. Uh, and then the next one, the last Sunday game, this is the night game on NBC. Minnesota five and nine travels to Philly, ten and four. Philly, Philly. <laughs> no Brett question. Favre, he's got a concussion. They haven't ruled him out yet. Now they're ruling that he's going to play. Literally two hours before, not even two hours. I think I was think it was an hour and a half before that game in Minnesota against the Bears. Matt uh, Favre went from not playing to oh he's starting, Jeez. just like that. So, well, what con- t- yeah, <laughs> he's what- an egomaniac. Yeah, 
Unreal. All I Brett mean, Favre cares about is himself. It's his last game in Minnesota. He wants to say, well, I wanted to play. It's the last game in Minnesota. And no. No, 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 no. You wanted the spotlight to be on you. You wanted to be this big heroic comeback in the cold, and you basically got knocked out in the second quarter with a concussion, you old man. Stay there. Yeah, Minnesota, <laughs> the organization has really compromised their reputation doing what they're doing with Favre. Oh, my opinion. I mean, you know, I know Favre has a mystique about him, but when it comes to the math of the game and the science of the game, there's no way he should be playing. Period. There's a huge equation that they're just forgetting, and it's the fact that he's 43 years old and a grandfather. I think he's 43, yeah. I have to look that up. He's a grandfather? He's a grandfather. He is the only, this is an interesting fact, he's the only grandfather in the NFL to ever play to be a grandfather. <laughs> Grandpa Brett. Grandpa Brett, and he needs to stay on the sidelines with a walker and an IV drip because that man, he goes out there, he might die. I'm seriously, the hits he's <laughs> taken this year and the way he's looked, granted he had a great year last year. I'm not going to take anything from the Vikings last year. This year, though, I'm sorry. I think last year was a flash in the pan. I'm thinking Brett should have stayed down in Mississippi throwing footballs to high school students for fun and cutting his grass or whatever he said he was going to do. He's talking about retiring again already, that this is it, and all this other stuff. I'm sorry. Uh, when the season starts next year, week one, and I don't see Brett Favre on the team, then I believe he's retired. Until then, I don't trust the man. So we both picked Philly in that one. And then the Monday night game for all the marbles. This is Howard Cassell. I can't do it. <laughs> it's New Orleans 10-4 on the road in the Georgia Dome against the 12-2 Atlanta Falcons who are leading New Orleans in the division by two games. I honestly, I'm picking Atlanta in this one. Honestly, I'm a Saints fan. I'm a Browns fan and a Saints fan, ladies and gentlemen. Last year when they won that Super Bowl, as happy as ever. I think New Orleans is going to get in the playoffs, but it's not going to be as a division leader. Matt Ryan and Atlanta is nuts. This team is playing very, very well. Yeah, they are. I'm picking Atlanta in the Georgia Dome on Monday night. I'm going to take New Orleans to bounce back. Um, what a game, though. This is obviously number two tough pick of the week. Uh, it means everything, I think, to Breeze to come into Atlanta and win after a, after their loss last week. And you're right, Atlanta's fantastic right now. Atlanta could sneak up and just take the NFC title, period. They could. I honest, I picked them. I pick. I, I right now the Super Bowl is going to be New England and Atlanta. As of this moment, both teams are playing very well. And it would be great if you know whatever happens in this game, if it, New Orleans and Atlanta can meet in the NFC Championship game, you know that always is a great build up for NFL fans to uh, have a game so late in the season and then get to watch the same teams play again for a championship game. And the rules be reversed. That would be actually pretty cool. All right, that's our NFL picks. That's our little NFL talk. We're going to move on now to uh, the College Bowl season. And uh, we're going to talk about BCS and probably the next two main bowl games. The rest of them, I'm sorry, 35 bowl games. Way, way too much <laughs> to it's go on. a lot on. of bowl games. Too much bowl games. Uh, next show, I didn't get it done this one. Next show, I'm going to do my theory on a bowl playoff game using some of the balls. So that should be interesting. Plus home games for the top-rated seeds in the first round. So we'll do that next week. I was going to do it this week. I didn't get it together. Forgive me, everyone. <laughs> but it's our first show. What do you want? So let's start with the uh, let's start with the lesser-known bowls, not the BCS, but the, the 
basically the two biggest matchups on January 1st. We've got the Outback Bowl in Tampa. Penn State from the Big Ten taking on Florida from the SEC. A big matchup, SEC. Basically, the big matchups this year are Big Ten and SEC. <laughs> yeah. Florida in this one. Urban Myers out after this game. The uh, Texas assistant, uh, Mushcamp's taking over. I think, actually, Florida wins this one for the Gipper. Last game going out. Urban Meyer, I can't discredit anything he's done there in Florida. Granted, he beat my Buckeyes for a championship. God. Um, <laughs> but I think Florida wins this one. Penn State, great team in the Big Ten. Kind of a little bit of a letdown season, but I'm picking Florida in this one. Yeah, I'd like to pick Penn State, but I think Florida is going to win. Uh, these are the the college bowl games to me are a little bit tougher to pick than NFL. Um, you know, I, you're right. Florida can get up and win one for the Gipper, and you know that's their motivation. What other motivation do they have other than it's college re- or NFL recruiters are going to be there or, or watching or high school recruits come to Florida, and even then it's not going to be because of Meyer. So. Right. Yeah, he's gone. So that that's a tough one. It's a and big this question offense. mark. We know uh, the uh, coach for Penn State's going to be back Paternal. again God. next year. One man I want to retire won't <laughs> retire. Yeah. Of all the guys <laughs> that are in and out of the NCAA, this guy really has the staying power. Yeah, but I think next year's his last one. He's going to be 87 years old by the time the season starts. It's just in the defense – Penn State's defense, I don't think, can hold up against Florida's running game. Uh, they've That's been Penn State's downfall all year. Anytime they get a good running game and a quarterback who can run and throw, Penn State's just been staring at the ground, not knowing what to do. So, yeah. definitely Florida in that one. Uh, next one is the Capital One Bowl. Of course, January 1st in Orlando. Michigan State from the Big Ten taking on Alabama from the SEC. Very, very disappointing season in the eyes of the uh, uh, Bama folks there. Alabama was supposed to compete for a national championship. They lost twice this year. Two Um, losses. Two two losses. One to um, South Carolina and the other one to LSU, which basically knocked them out of a chance of playing for a BCS game. And this one, Michigan State, they played really good. 11-1 and in the Big Ten this year. Surprised a lot of people by hanging in there with Wisconsin and Ohio State. Honestly, this one's going to be a really, really good game. If you've yeah. got time, watch it. It's going to be on ESPN. Can't wait. Yep, this is going to be a good, good game. It's going to be It's really tough for me to call. Both have very good offenses and both have very good defenses. I'm actually going to give the edge here in this one to Michigan State. I think Alabama... Is going to be high on their horse with this SEC Big Ten record. You know, Big Ten can't lose, can't beat the SEC. I honestly think this team all year has been overrated in my eyes. But I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pick Michigan State. I agree. <laughs> I like Michigan State in a real close game. Real uh, close. Field goal wins the game. Overtime win. Michigan State has been in a lot of close games and they've been able to pull them off at the end. Yeah, so I do like the Spartans. Uh, if Alabama wins, I think it'll be maybe a lopsided win. If they get out early, score 21, 28 points uh, ahead of Michigan State, 
back on the, their heels. Yeah, the Spartans are going to have a hard time coming back against that. But if they go toe-to-toe and blow-for-blow, blow, uh, I think the Spartans have that kind of uh, staying power when they're in a close game. They know how to win it. I mean, they had, the, to me, one of the best plays of the season with the fake field goal. Against Notre Dame. Yeah. Late in the game. That was a great play. I mean, Notre Dame wasn't a great team, but it doesn't matter. you got to win games, and they won that game. They did hold on there. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, if Alabama comes out and just blows Michigan State out of the water as this thing starts, then yes, it's Alabama all the way. But if you're right, if Michigan State can stay in there toe-to-toe, it comes down to the fourth quarter, my money's on Michigan State there because it, it wasn't LSU correction that they lost to. It was Auburn they lost to for their second loss. That game, Alabama had the lead, and Cam Newton just went nuts. So I don't think Alabama... I don't know. But, uh, yeah, if it's if it's close in the fourth, my money's Michigan State. Yeah. Nice correction, Wes, by the way. Yeah, I may not know him right off the bat, but I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you there, buddy. All right, now we're going to move on to the uh, BCS. The rest of the games. Well, wait a second. How about that Michigan-Mississippi State? Seriously, Michigan-Mississippi State and Jacksonville, the Gator Bowl. We're going to talk about Michigan. Oh, you're a Michigan homer. That's Didn't the Gator Bowl used to mean something? Yeah, and that's before the BCS came along. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking at their logos right now, and they're almost the same logo. Oh, yeah, I'm the looking at that. The M's are so similar. The M, the, the lettering across it, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, fine. Since you want to talk about it and you're a Michigan homer, we'll talk about it. Thank I'm, you, Buckeye. <laughs> hey, at least I know what a BCS looks like. Um, Ooh. <laughs> I can say that. I can say I know what a BCS title game looks like. I don't know what it means to win one since 03, but I know what it looks like. Um, Michigan against Mississippi State. Michigan's been consistent. Con- oh, I don't know. I'm actually, I'll pick Michigan. I'll be a Big Ten homer, I guess. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I, I don't know who's going to win, but I think the score is going to be 71 to 72. Oh, yeah. The way these teams play defense? <laughs> I know that much. The way these two teams play defense, it's a surprise they're ad- in a bowl game on January 1st. So, <laughs> I'll pick Michigan. You got? I'll take Michigan. He'll take Michigan. All right. Now that we got the Michigan baloney out of the way, and by the way, Rich Rod's gone after the game. He will get his pink slip in the locker room, please. Bring in Jim Harbaugh. Bring some class back great. to Michigan. That'd be great. So we'll take a little side note here. Michigan with Rich Rod. It's just a joke. He Come wants, on now. No, that, he's a joke. The offense has been great, though. This year? The last two year? No. <laughs> well, he's he's improved the record from when he two games came each on. year, three three and whatever one year, five wins last year, seven year, two wins each time. He's yeah. got no defense. He's not a defensive minded coach. He doesn't care about the defense. Got to have defense in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, yeah, exactly. You don't have defense in the Big Ten. You're not going to win. Okay. Now, granted, in the SEC, you can get away with no defense, as Mississippi State has shown. But you need defense in the Big Ten. Yeah. It's a smash, ma- smash, bleh, smash mouth league. It's line up, pop you in the mouth defenses. That's what Michigan was known for. You were telling me that the other day. That's what they're known for. They're not that way anymore. No. And you bring back Jim Hallball, Harbaugh. Man, I can't talk. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you bring Jim Hallball back from Stanford if you can get him to leave. There's rumors 
there's rumors floating around here in the state of Michigan that he wants to come back, that he's tired of the Pac-10. So That'd be cool. That would bring some respect back to that that team, that college, the conference, and the Ohio State-Michigan game. That's why I want Rich Rod gone. He has destroyed that rivalry. I just saw a thing in the newspaper that they're going to start holding weddings in the big house at the 50-yard line. They'll be more enthusiastic than watching the team play. They need to marry Harbaugh to the Wolverines. <laughs> Put the mascot out there right on their 50-yard line. <laughs> With Rich Rod there crying, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Never the bride. <laughs> bring, I'm telling you, bring in Jim Holbo from Stanford. Give him two years. The third year, Michigan, screw that. Give him one year. The second year, they'll be in the running for the Big Ten title, especially That'd with the nice. new formats and the playoff coming up. Michigan can become a force. All right. Moving on to the BCS championships. Let's see here. Let's start with the one. For this out, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, January 1st on ESPN at 4.30. TCU takes on Wisconsin. Everyone is picking Wisconsin in this one. Um, I'm going to pick Wisconsin, but I'll go on this. I'm going to say this first. This Texas Christian team is scary. Granted, they haven't played a big, big school like they will with Wisconsin, but they're scary on offense. And that defense, you get them wild up. They could shut the Wisconsin down, but I think on offensive side, that offensive line for Wisconsin is some big boys. And I saw what they did to Ohio State's very good defensive line. They pushed them around like they were pieces of paper in the wind. So picking Wisconsin because of just just because of that fact, that offensive line is big, strong, and I think they're going to knock TCU on their on their cans. Yeah, I th- I think TCU of the small schools is the closest to the crossover schools. I think if any of the small schools can hang with the bigger teams, it's TCU. I do think Wisconsin's going to win this game. I'd like to see it a close game, though. I'd like to see it a, you know, fourth quarter field goal or touchdown. Yeah, you hate to see a blowout. That's the one thing I hated about the BCS is those blowouts. And to add a follow-up on your note with the uh, closest doing the crossover... Yeah. 2012, TCU goes to the Big East. Nice. A BCS automatic qualifier. Yeah. And I, I, I'm saying that because I watched the uh, Boise State-Utah game last night. Boise State won fairly convincingly, but it took them a long time to get started, and they had more than four turnovers in that game. Yeah. And you can't be a, a team – you can't hang with the Ohio State or Wisconsin or a Florida or a – uh, Auburn or Alabama when you have four turnovers. And, and it wasn't just the turnovers. The Two wide turnovers receivers, will kill you. Yeah, it, it, the wide receivers were dropping big play pass, and that's just the nerves of playing a, a Utah. Imagine the nerves they'd have playing a Ohio State or Wisconsin or a Auburn or Oregon. Oh, geez. That, that would have been just terrifying for them. <laughs> but you're right, Boise. I think, honestly, watching that game last night, I think they were more than pissed off that they weren't in a BCS game, even with one loss after that loss in Nevada. And I think that a lot of them were just like, there's nothing. Nothing. We're in a bowl game, yeah, but it's December 22nd we're in a bowl game. We wanted to be in one in January. They they didn't help anything with their credibility last night. They won the game, but it wasn't a convincing... It was coaching they won that game, not players. It was the coaching that won that game for them last night. 
So um, definitely, you see, we both got Wisconsin Fiesta in Arizona, January 1st, 8 p.m. on ESPN, Connecticut, not even ranked against Oklahoma of the Big 12. Oklahoma all the way. This Big East conference has just been a joke all year. Connecticut, they won it. Don't know how they won it, but they won it, so they get the automatic bid. But this Big East conference was just the worst conference of the year. So I'm picking the Sooners. Yeah, I like the, the Sooners, too. What were they ranked? Uh, Oklahoma? Did they have a top 25 ranking? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma's, uh, Oklahoma, I think, is like four or five. Yeah, to like me, that. having a, a Connecticut team play in Oklahoma, there must be some kind of marketing involved in there. Maybe Connecticut it's has a BCS. large market, and it just seems like a mismatch. I, I, I'd be very surprised if it was a close game. Against uh, well, I've seen Connecticut play, so you're saying a close game. I'm saying it's just Oklahoma just runs no, all over these boys. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Oklahoma's going to run all over them. That's why I'm saying I, I'd be surprised if it was a close. Oh, game. you said it'd be I don't surprised. Think, uh, Connecticut should be there. I don't I th- think either. I think it's a marketing thing. They must have a large market, and that's why they've put them in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, the reason they got in the Fiesta Bowl is because they won the Big East. The Big East gets that automatic qualifier. And the Big East, like I said, it's just been a terrible, terrible conference this year. Right, but they they must have a large market. That's why they're getting to be in the Fiesta Bowl. Well, where else were they going to pin them? They could pin them in the orange or the sugar. Well, that wasn't going to happen. Definitely wasn't going to happen in the Rose. Fiesta is technically, in the eyes of the BCS, kind of like a fourth child among the... Well, not among the BCS. In the BCS, it's on the same level. But in the old school... In the old bowl systems, Fiesta was number four. It yeah. was Rose, then you had the, uh, the Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl, then you had the Sugar, then came the Fiesta. Right. So that's probably why they got put there. It's just because it was the fourth lowest, and plus they had to put them somewhere because they won the Big East. This team, this bowl, this place is going to be full of Oklahoma Sooners with a few Connecticut in there. That It's going to be over before, as soon as they flip the coin, it's over. So Oklahoma there. Orange Bowl, January 3rd, 8 p.m. ESPN. Stanford, great team against Virginia Tech. Got really hot at the end of the year. Stanford, Big Ten, Pac-10, did really good this year. They could have. They were competing with or, uh, Oregon until they played. Jim Hallball has got this team running like a well-oiled machine. I am yes, picking, he does. I'm picking Stanford, even though Virginia Tech started out really slow. They lost the Boise and all this other stuff, but they've hit their stride when it counts. And at the end of the year, coming into the bowl season, I say this is going to be a really close game. If Virginia Tech wins it, good for them. I mean, they're more than capable of winning. They're talented enough on both sides of the ball. Their coach, uh, Beamer, Frank Beamer, if I'm not mistaken, great coach. Um, They win it. They've deserved it very much. Stanford, though, I think just going to win this one and I think this one's going to be a close one too coming into the fourth I think Stanford's going to win but I don't think it's going to be a close game I think Stanford's going to use this as an explanation point to their season I think they they know that they're better than where they ended up and uh, they they just seem like a mean team you know they took the loss and uh you know, what else can you do other than come out and just keep winning? And that that's 
I think they're just going to trounce Virginia Tech. You want them to win and win big so it looks good for when Hall Ball leaves there and goes to Michigan. <laughs> That's the only reason you're saying Am that. Am I that transparent? <laughs> I must be. I can see the wall behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's picking Stanford in a blowout. I'm bl- picking them in a close game. He just wants Hall Ball. To c- Here's my game. Uh, we go to the New Orleans Sugar Bowl, January 4th, 9 p.m. on ESPN. The SEC Arkansas with Ryan Mallard as their quarterback against my, the Ohio State University Buckeyes. <sighs> Honestly, Ohio State's 0-9 against SEC teams going back to 77 or whatever it was, 73-77. I think the streak stops here. This Arkansas team is good. Don't get me wrong. Ray Mallard, uh, Mallett, great quarterback. He's going to do some damage in the NFL. Their defense is what scares me. Their defense is not scares me. It's their defense that uh, is going to be their downfall. Let me re- rephrase that. A running game. You get a running game against this uh, this Arkansas team, they're a totally different team. And they've got some good running backs there. They've got Pryor right there. You know, he ain't going to find anyone open. That boy is just going to – I'm not even going to say boy. That man's just going to run. Yeah. And man's a better term. If you've ever seen him run, if you've never seen Terrell Pryor run, and if you're a fan of college football, I don't know how you haven't because Ohio State's normally on all – that's the one thing that everybody hates is Ohio State's always on ESPN. Well, when you get these games and play these big conferences and you're a six-time conference champion, six straight times, you know, that's what happens. This boy, when he runs, this man, when he runs, looks like he's jogging while everybody else is full bore going for it. His yeah, legs got- are that long. I mean, when you're 6'6 six, six and as strong as he is, and you said it the other night, when people hit him, they bounce off. Bounce right off him. This man is strong. I think Terrell Pryor is going to have another game like he did against Oregon last year in the Rose Bowl. It's it's going to be his coming out party for the senior year, and I think he's just going to take it all his way. They've got some great receivers there at Ohio State. Defense, not as great as it's been the last few years. Their secondary, not the best. you still got uh, check wall out there. Um, But I'm going to say Ohio State by two touchdowns. I agree. I think this is another explanation point game for Ohio State. They, they're a top one, two, three team. Uh, everybody knows it. They're going to crush <laughs> Arkansas. They and, may know uh, it, I but think they, they hate it. This is good. And like you're saying, they haven't beat an SEC team. So, again, another explanation point. They're going to come out and really put it to Arkansas. And, oh, and a side note. This might not even be a, uh, a turning coming out party for uh, his senior year. This might be his coming out party for the draft. He's a junior this year. He can leave Ohio State this year yeah. and go in the NFL. I don't think he will because of all the other quarterback talent around him. He will not be a high pick. Uh, he might be a second rounder. So I think he comes back for a senior year just because of all the quarterback talent that's coming out this year. Next year is kind of thin. So Scary seeing him come back next year. Oh, scary for the Big Ten. Happy, happy for me. For the Buckeyes. <laughs> and then we've got the BCS title game in Glendale, Arizona. January 10th, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Number, let's see what it, this, they flip-flopped, didn't they? Yeah. Number two. Oregon versus number one, Auburn. Cam Newton, Heisman Trophy winner. He's got this offense just moving. 
moving, 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 moving. This offense, they've been down in games, and all of a sudden it's just like flipping a switch. And there goes Auburn. Uh, Oregon, they've got a high, high-flying offense all year. Um, not discrediting it. Anything they have, I think their defense is a little shake. Their defense is good, but I don't think their offense, defense is as good as Auburn's. I'm picking Auburn in this one. I don't think Oregon's defense can hold back Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't think so either. I I think in order for Oregon to win, they're going to have to come out and score 21, 28 points right off the bat. Just and pop them right in the mouth right yeah, in the first and make Auburn 10 minutes. fight back for it. But if it's a close game, Auburn's another one of those teams that just knows how to win in the close games. Oh, yeah. Uh, Alabama game, perfect example. They were down two touchdowns and got three from Cam Newton. So, of course, Oregon could come out and you don't know how what can happen. I mean, Cam Newton's been doing all the Heisman hype and all this other stuff tour and all that. You do that, and that's normally when the Heisman players, when they come to that big bowl game, that's when they fall flat on their face. It's because yeah. they've done all that stuff. It does seem like Oregon has a little bit more to prove than Auburn. Auburn almost seems like they've spent their energy as Auburn? far as their glory for the season goes, where Oregon seems like they just keep building up the steam, building up the steam, getting to this point. I can see that. They haven't proved themselves like they want to as a as a school in the SEC and as a powerhouse type of team. Which they haven't yet because for the longest time they were dormant and the USC held that conference. So I see what you're saying and Auburn just got it in their head that they're at the SEC and SEC is always in the title game. You know, I could see that happen. I'm still going to stick with my Auburn pick because I don't think their defense can stop Cam Newton. I think their defense, Oregon's defense can stop everybody else. I just don't think they can stop Cam. This, yeah. he, he's another guy you call man, not boy. Right. <laughs> and he's gone this year. He isn't coming back a second year. And there's two reasons I say that. One, he's just he's too talented. Now, if they lose this game, does he come back and try to win a national title? I still title? say he leaves. I still say he leaves because I think once he leaves, we're going to find out all the stuff that happened with his dad and Mississippi State. Yeah, that's true. I was forgetting about that. He, Yeah, if that all comes to a head... He's going to be better off going making some money somewhere. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, and the running back from USC that had Bush. to give back his uh, Heisman. Yeah, you know, just get yourself in a position where you're making money and whatever repercussions that, that you have to deal with from college, deal with that later. It shouldn't be that way. That's the sad part. It really, really shouldn't be that way, so... All right, that's all our picks. Um, we're going to move along with that. We're going to wrap the show up here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we went over on our picks and stuff. But this is our first show. We're learning and everything else. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, subscribe to us on iTunes. Keep the iPod up and close. Third and outside. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, Facebook uh, search third and outside. You can see uh, me and Eric on there. Um, I've had fun. If you had fun today, buddy. Had a great time. <laughs> Third and outside. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's wi- the call. That's the call. Third and a bit outside. I like that movie from, uh, uh, was it Major League when they said uh, they said it when he's calling in uh, 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 Wild Things on the Mount? Yeah. Just a bit outside, and here it is about 20 feet over yeah. there into the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that clip for it. 
just a bit outside and that's where we are ladies and gentlemen we're a bit outside we don't have all the stats for the most part i'm not going to be breaking it down left and right and all this other stuff so there's a few things we were going to record today but we're over on time uh, so we'll bring them up next week definitely next week we're going to talk about i'll have my playoff picture for the bowl game uh for next year hopefully <laughs> it's not gonna be a playoff in my lifetime i don't think or yours no uh we will talk about the la market in the nfl yeah, a little preview a to you guys next week. Make sure to put your comments to us on Facebook. You can email them to us or IM us on uh, Yahoo. Third and outside, spelled out third, not three RD. It's third and outside at yahoo.com. Email them to them there on us or uh, on Facebook. Put them on there or on the uh, blog page if you're listening to that right now. Uh, also, I have to mention this because it is part of the promotion. <laughs> and Eric can agree to this. We are also part of the BGO Radio family network sell it i have to (laughs) you can catch me monday wednesdays and fridays 11 to 2 p.m eastern standard time as dj west playing the best music from 2000 and today with some good stuff mixed in so check us out bgoradio.net we are part of that family we will be starting after the first of the year broadcasting there on saturdays as well uh so join us join me there if you like the show come join me there and you can have me just anytime you want ah uh, yeah i know i'm a hoe <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else to add sports wise eric before we take off no just a big aloha to Al- anybody listening in hawaii <laughs> he will be joining us uh from now on probably out in hawaii he's here in the holidays he's actually my brother-in-law he's here for the holidays with the family so we figured we'd start the podcast with him here and then he'll be uh, helping me from hawaii so All right, for Eric and myself, have a great rest of your uh, week. We'll see you next week, guys. Enjoy the games up on schedule. Enjoy the poll season, even though we would rather see a playoff. (laughs) So for everybody here at Third and Outside, you guys have a great, great sports week. We'll catch you next time. Merry Christmas. Just a bit outside. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Third and Outside is produced and edited by LM Productions. 2010 copyright, all rights reserved.